The goal for this podcast is to better our understanding through conversation. Communication is one of the easiest, yet hardest things to do. Whether that's communication of feelings, thoughts, or opinions. But through communication, new perspectives begin to take place. Throughout the various topics and opinions discussed on this podcast, we hope that we can add value, understanding, and a few laughs to your day. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Oh, this is the Real Talk Podcast. I'm your man, Bruce. That's my man, E. That's my man, James, man. What's going on, bro? Yo, yo. Y'all doing all right, man? How y'all doing, man? Appreciate you having me, man. I'm going to hop right into it, man. I got a couple questions for you, James. Go Uh, ahead. Where you from, man? From the ATL, baby. What part of Atlanta, man? What part of Atlanta you from? So, from Douglasville. Douglasville? Mostly, and I went to high school in uh, Gwinnett. Gwinnett County. Yes, sir. What I want to ask, and this is just like the question that a lot of people have, like for, what would you really classify as Atlanta. Like yeah. if like what anything you, inside two eighty five. Anything anything okay. Inside so two eighty five if you know that. Okay. Any on the outside two eighty five is considered, you know, those so cities are you know what you're call so, it. Metropolitan. Yeah. Okay. Metropolitan. Yeah, anything yeah. outside two eighty five metro, anything inside is the city. Well okay. I mean city is metro, but obviously ATL, ATL. In Atlanta you have metropolitan counties that are strictly known for the city. Like you have five metropolitan counties. You got uh Fulton County Gwinnett County, Cobb, Folk, Clayton, yeah. and uh, so that's, that's and uh, DeKalb County. Those yeah, are the five metropolitan a, counties. Yeah, that's that's two and twenty-five. Yeah, that's inside two eighty-five. No, well, DeKalb and uh, Fulton and some of Gwinnett. Okay, got you. And uh, some of Cobb. So okay. Clayton's below. Clayton's like the airport and below the city. My mom is from Atlanta. My mom is like from Atlanta, Atlanta, like inside the inner city, like a uh, Booker T. Washington High School. It's the oldest black high school about. in Atlanta. Yeah. If you were black. 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago, you had to attend that high school. It was the only black high school in a certain area that you had to attend before, you know, segregation and desegregation and all that. Yeah, super crazy. But yeah, you've heard of Booker T. There's a lot of, yeah. Yeah, that's where Martin Luther King went to. There's a lot of well-known people who went to that high school. Booker T. Very prominent people. That high school is like over 150 years old. It's an old high school. Uh, You mentioned your parents, man. You mentioned your mom. I wanted to ask you about your uh, family dynamic, man. Like parents, siblings, things like that, man. So, um, about my family, like I said, um, I'm very blessed as a black man. I have um, a great relationship with my parents, mom, dad. Both been married for about 41, 42 years, I do believe, going on. 43 next year. So I have uh, three siblings, two sisters. I mean, three sisters, two older, two uh, one younger. And, um, you know, take it from there. Yeah, man. All right, I yeah. got a question yeah, for go you ahead. off of that. Um, you brought up an interesting point about yeah. marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk to you about that. Go ahead. The, um, the marriage dynamic. So being that your parents are still married. Right. Wish your... You being a young brother, what's your, you know, what's your thoughts of marriage? Like, do you see yourself going, going the distance? Oh, yeah. It's a blessing to be married that long. Of course. I look forward to provide that love, that care, you know, to a special woman at the end of the day and grow old. Yeah, marriage has its ups and downs. It's like any relationship or friendship or anything that goes on in life at the end of the day. You know, you stick it through. You know, you talk, you communicate, you know, voice your opinions. You love each other. Even on the rough days. And you just thug it out at the end of the day. I mean, obviously, you do have different dynamics. You know, I just said, I, I believe, and I don't think my dad's ever touched my mom. Because my mom's a strong woman. So my mom get up there and leave, chuck up the deuces in a heartbeat. You know, my mom ain't afraid to leave. My mom, my mom, man. So, um, and my mom treats my dad right. Of course, they're getting arguments from time to time. That's just people. You ain't going to mm-hmm. argue. You ain't going to agree with everything that says that anybody's mouth. That's just life. Right. Whether you're a friend, family, whoever. I ain't going to agree with every damn thing that comes out your mouth. But at the end of the day, the love is there. The care is there. And the will to make it work. 
Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they enjoy each other's company. And my mom had she, you know, she works, she has her life. My dad works, he got his life. They don't just sit on the couch and just look at each other, you know, all day. My dad, he goes out with his buddies, plays cars, golf, you know, he enjoys his time, do car stuff. My mom, you know, goes out, do her little girl stuff, you know, be in the mall, you know, talk to her friends, go on walks, stuff like that. But then they, they still love each other. Uh-huh. And that's what matters. All right. And yeah. that they know how to love each other and that they both know how to have a healthy relationship. It's one thing to be married and, you know, you don't know how to treat each other or to how to provide that healthiness towards y'all. Because, you know, some people, they're like, oh, why are you going out all the time? Why are you doing this? Why are you do that? Oh, I want you yeah. home. Mm-hmm. That's toxic. Even though you're, you're married. You're right. You're or it's right. just like, oh, like, why are you always doing this? Why are you doing that? Like, you know, I think you may be cheating. It's like, no, nah, like, first of all, who won't be involved with that? Like, if you yeah. think it like that, it's stressful. You might not even be for me to be. <laughs> no, but a lot of people get caught up in that and they like second guess. And then one thing you know, some negative for toxic happening is like, damn, like, we about to get a divorce or so we on the ropes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my parents have never been like that. Like I said, they, you know, um, they're both healthy. You know, they're still people. They're still humans. They make their mistakes. They say what they got to say. But then they, they provide loving nature to a loving family. And, that's what matters most, in my opinion. And, like they, dope, and, they have, and they have similar goals, of course. I like that. My, my next question for you is this here, man. So being that you eventually you would want to consider marriage. So what type of what type of woman, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, that you attracted to? Like, what, what's your type? Yeah, I don't want to hear that. No, no, no. You got no type. I ain't got no. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, I definitely got a type. No, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My type is somebody who knows what they want. I have a plan. I want to make it happen. And I need someone who can walk with me. You know, I don't want you to walk in front of me. I don't want you to walk behind me. You know, I need you right by my side to help a brother out through the ups and downs and help you out through ups and downs. And we stick it through. And, of course, somebody who's loving, caring, family-oriented, because I value my family. You know, even though I'm not from here, I still value my family. Somebody who's uh, wants something out of life and somebody who's, you know, just like I said, loyal and... um What's to grow old with? You know? So what brought you to Savannah, man? Like why why'd you come to Savannah? Man, you know, I got you out here. Came to go came down here to go to SSU. Love my HBCU, man. Went and changed it for the world. Quick fact for the viewers, SSU's been the only school I've ever to go to since about 16, 17 years old. So I knew I wanted to be here and the rest played itself out. Interesting. And, uh, I'm staying here. Yep. You known that since you were 16, 17 yeah. years old. So what was your okay, what was your introduction <laughs> to Savannah State? Uh well, I did some research and I always knew I wanted to go to HBCU because, you know, shout out to Drumline, Nick Cannon. Ah, you know, bro. Appreciate you, man. The, yeah, <laughs> no movie. That got me into HBCUs as a kid, you know. <laughs> Once appreciate up, Nick Cannon. Yeah. Anybody that's listening to us under under the sound of our voice, you know, especially if you got any uh connection <clears> to Savannah <throat> State, please, y'all. Give back. You got to, bro. Especially alumni, man. Like they have the, uh, they tell us once we graduate, like they send out a little card and stuff, and uh, you can sign up to uh, donate. So like, I think it's dope, man. We got to keep that stuff preservating, and uh, you know what I'm saying. Stay up with the changes, bro. Keep it updated, bro. Um, what'd you major in? Why you was there? Sociology, and uh, major. My minor is Africana studies. Africana studies. So what you plan on doing with the sociology? (laughs) Funny thing, man. So I was very blessed and fortunate enough to. uh, Network and have that in my back of my mind. Like I said, I'm the type of person, I know what I want in life. I know what I want in life from very young. So when I come into stuff, I already got plans, goals. This is where I want to be. This is where I see that. I mean, I live life for today, but at the end of the day, I think about next week, next month, next year, but I'm still focused on today. You know, like I said, I don't like to wake up and be like, what am I going to do today? What's on the game? I won't be like, this is what I need to focus on. This is what I need to concentrate. This is what I got on my schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to, because I said, I always tell Bruce, 
you know, you only live life once, but you live it right once is enough at the end of the day. So always keep that by myself. Slow that down and repeat that one more time, brother. You live life once, mm-hmm. but if you live it right, once is enough. I like that. I, I don't want to be that person who know. Uh, I want to be old and gray. Like I would have, should have, could have. What if I would have worked harder? What if I would have tried a little harder to maybe make this friendship work? Maybe make that relationship work? So I always think about that in my back of my mind. I don't want to live with regret. The life's too short, and there are people who do. I mean, and I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Whether it's with friends, family, whoever, man. Like I said, I'm not a materialist person. I ain't all about the money. But at the end of the day, I do value people to a high extent because like I say you can replace material stuff, but you can't replace people. Uh, so what was your college experience like, man? What was that <laughs> college experience like, dog? Man, it was a blessing, man. I um, learned a lot. Girls, uh, people, man, friends. Just everything, man. It was what I needed, you know. Right. Like I said, you know, it's, you know, when you when you're in it, you're like, man, this sucks, or man, I don't want to be, I want to go home, man. But um, it taught me a lot, man, and it prepared me, you know, right. good and bad. You know, I had more good than bad, you know, fortunately. But at the end of the day, you know, those bad moments it taught me a lot, you know, and um, I apply it to my life to this day, and wouldn't change it for the world. So um, I mean, I can go a little further, but if yeah, that was gonna segue into me, like, give me an up and give me a down about <laughs> your college experience. I say networking and meeting people and meeting people from all over the world, if not meeting people from all over the country, if not meeting people from all over the state. Because I said, when I first came down here, I only knew Savannah, Statesboro. But to meet people from these areas, man, and just different walks of life, like you said, and just how people interact and how people talk and, you know, knowing that. Because in Atlanta, I'm not saying everybody has a similar lifestyle, but it's a city. You know, right. Atlanta's a city, man. So, like, you know, people going to. You know, come maybe from similar experiences. Yeah, it might come from a different family dynamic, but in the city, you're gonna have similar experiences. True that. Because it's city life versus maybe out here it's slower. You got you know different. You know, even Savannah City, but it's not no Atlanta City. Right, right. You know, Atlanta's a different big. level. It's a different yeah. beast yeah. than Savannah. So, yeah, you might have people who come from different walks of life, experiences, and you know, wider range of family dynamics. If that makes sense. No, nah, definitely, day. man. Uh, down you is, um, I think, just life, man. Uh, right. As a college student, you know, I had some um, down years, you know, academically wise. And, um, you know, that's my fault because I wasn't always the best student. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, I'm more set up for success on the outside than the inside. But, you know, as a student wise, I had to work on some things and, you know, I take accountability and I'm responsible for that. So um, one year I was homeless for a couple months. I took summer classes and um, it was rough. I was homeless, I was working full-time job, you know, I was paying car insurance, car note, I mean, not car note, uh, phone bill, gas, food, wasn't really eating right, because, you know, you're just trying to make it by, you know, especially being a college, man, you're just trying to make it, and um, that put a, that was a big, like, wake-up call in my life, because, you know, my family didn't really know about it, because, you know, I'm a man, I'm I'm doing what I got to do to be where I want to be, and um, I didn't complain, I didn't whine, but um, thugged it out, man, it was rough. So you wasn't um, able to stay on campus or anything? No, because um, I was taking summer classes. So you oh, yeah, summer classes, I tried true. to stay off campus, true. you know, because obviously they charge a lot to stay on campus at least for, you know, a couple months. Yeah, is, so you were living out your car? No, um, I lived at a friend's house and um, I lived with like probably four or five people that summer and I learned a lot about people because I've always been a people's person and um, that was like the first time I kind of saw how people really are, especially when, um, you know, they can take advantage of you. And I like a couple coworkers stayed with and um, each coworker I stayed with, man, they just like, like they would be on some other stuff. And then like, um, did sleep in my car for you know a couple of nights, and um, you know it sucked, but I gotta do what I gotta do. And I, I'm blessed having to have good friends. And uh, one friend um, worked at a hotel at the time, so he made he let me stay at a a hotel um, for, for I don't say for free, but for a discount for a couple of nights too. So, but once again, um, it was rough, man. And um, 
I ended up getting, uh, renting a room from this one guy who used to go to Savannah State, but he was like an older guy, he was like, you know, in his 40s, whatever. And um, it was near downtown and everything. And I stayed there for like three or four months. And um, that didn't die well either because he was like a slumlord. You know, he was trying to take advantage of the place I was at, had like no hot water, had cold water. This is like during like September, October, November. So it's starting to get cold outside. So like had no hot water. There was actually a rat in the house because the house that he owned uh, was his grandma's house. His grandma passed a couple years ago. So he didn't want to spend money to, you know, keep it up all day. He was just trying to make some money off of right. it. And the house was probably like at least probably 50, 60, 70 years old. So it wasn't no new house. It was an old house and a two-story house. And uh, he was just trying to rent rooms because it was like a three-bedroom house. He was just trying to rent rooms, you know, take advantage. Like I said, be a slumlord. He didn't really do right by me, even though I paid the rent. I was struggling to pay the rent. I just had to have a roof over my head. That's what mattered most, having a roof over your head. Couldn't really cook. The oven was broke. So the only thing you do, the stove was broke. The only thing you do is cook up, you know, microwave food and, you know, can't you know you can't really eat nothing that's healthy in the microwave so obviously i played a factor too once again i just need a roof over my head somewhere to be able to rest at night and um, i had to do what i had to do but um it taught me a lot about life man and um that's why i have the mindset i have now because like i said i don't ever want to be like that i've been living on my own for four years we can go through stuff like that teaches you a lot you know it Definitely, sucks man. but like i said um i needed that because like i said I'm, I'm very blessed very fortunate with a lot of areas of my life and um Sometimes you got to hit rock bottom to realize what you need and what you want and um, who's really your friend, who ain't your friend. And um, it sucks, but I made it out. And um, that's why I have the mindset I have to because I ain't going back to it, never will. And um, especially when I have my family, get married, have kids, you know, we definitely ain't going to be, I don't need, I don't need to be no rich man, but um, definitely ain't going to be poor. I just want to live a good quality life. You know, good quality. That's life. real, bro. That's I didn't know shit. some of that stuff, man, yeah. to be real. You know what I'm saying? But I think, yeah. you know, going through adversity, man, a lot of times yeah. like it's either gonna fold you or mold you. you and a lot I mean? of um a lot of college students probably would have gave up and be like, man, I right, wanna go home, right. man. And you stayed in school during that yeah. whole time, right? And I took two I took three classes that semester during right, that time. Man. A lot of people like, man, I wanna go home. This is hard, man. This ain't for me, but I, I don't I'm the type of person once I see I try to see everything through. You yeah, know, that's unless something man. crazy happens or traumatic, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, but um I don't, I don't, I'm not an easy quitter, man. I, I don't quit easy, you know, because uh, winners, I want to be a winner life. Winners never quit, and losers, they always quit, you know, regardless, yeah, man. 100%. And I, and, um, I always want to be a winner. Like I, said, I don't need to have everything, but um, I know I want something out of life. Yeah, know? what's the testimony if you can never endure the test? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, like, all right, bro, so you, you was able to graduate, right, uh, yeah. from Savannah State. What so, line of work did you go into after Savannah State? Like, what was that process between? So, like I said, uh, it was during COVID year. Shout out COVID. <laughs> <laughs> COVID year. That COVID threw a little bit. Yeah, threw, threw everybody for a loop. Right. So, shout out to COVID. You did your job, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, I was very blessed um, to have a couple internships towards the end of um my term at uh, Savannah State, I had one internship with the mayor of Savannah for about six months. Oh, that's legit. And I uh, had another internship at the EEOC, which stands for Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. So they were both government jobs. Got them from Dr. Yonku. She's head of the uh, bro, Shout Savannah out to State. Dr. Yonku. Yeah, great person, great teacher, great professor, everything. And um, she hooked her brother up. And um, it's a blessing in disguise because that got me into government work. Because she's, you know, at the time I was pursuing my bachelor's and she's a master's professor. So she knew me. We had a good relationship. Actually, that's actually how I met Bruce. Yeah, that's how we met, man. So she's really good people, really good people. And um, she liked me. I talked to her. She helped me, you know, papers, stuff like that. And she hooked me up a couple of internships. And that's how I got in the line of government work. Because, you know, government work usually has good pay, pensions. You know, you usually get weekends off, Monday through Friday job, nine to five. And, you know, you know, like I said, they help you out when you retire. They give you good money, you know, pension, all that, retire, good benefits. So, uh Got out of college, COVID year, all that stuff. So I worked at a couple warehouses because I'm not really a nine to five person. I've always been active my whole life. And um, to me, sitting at a desk, you know, yeah, it makes good money. These corporate jobs make really good money. But to me, 
that is a killer of my soul. I said, I know what I want. That's just to suck my soul dry. Yeah, you might make a lot of money. Yeah, you know, you sit behind this, you ain't working hard, you're not sweating, but just to sit down for eight, nine hours a day, 40 hours a week, call that life, that ain't for me. Um, I didn't really go pursue those government jobs after I graduated because I said, you know, COVID and just, I just knew that wasn't for me, even though it was a great experience, great experience. And um, I was working at a couple warehouses here and there. So I like to stay active, but I said, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So um, one day, firefighter trainee came up. <laughs> and because uh, I was looking at Savannah, um, SavannahGA.gov, you know, that's the government jobs here in Savannah. Mm-hmm. So I had experience, I had the connections, and of course I had a degree. So um, just looking at some stuff, you know, I would check it to see, you know, what pops up, maybe something I like. Right. And we'll um, catch your interest. I said, one day I know a firefighter trainee came up. I was like, huh, that's interesting. Like, let me see what that's about. Like, I said, just 2020. So I'm living on my own. So I'm realizing in life, like, hey, like, yeah, these everyday jobs, they cool. And, you know, if you work on more power to you, but I, I need, like I said, I look in the long run. I don't see seating short run. I was always looking around, like, hey, like, if I'm going to continue to fund this lifestyle I'm living and paying eight, nine, 10 different bills, you know, living on my own, you know, I have no roommates, you know, everything's on me. I, I have no fallback. If I mess up, it's on, it's on me, you know, I can't blame nobody except for myself, so I need to do better. I need to find a job where, you know, I can get in as an internship or some type of trainee and then, you know, get six months or however months of training and then be able to promote myself, go up and, you know, establish a career and go from there. Right. So um, I knew that and that's why I said I was looking every day or, you know, once a week on Savannah G. I got firefighter trainee came up and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I know firefighter stuff, you know, you stay active, you know, you stay in shape. You know, I love to help people. I've always had that mindset since I was a kid. You know, I just love to help people. It's, it makes me feel better knowing I made somebody's day and made them happy. Like, it's not a burden. Some people was like, oh, man, I got to do this. It sucks. No, for me, it's just like, man, like, it makes me happy to know that I help somebody make their life easier or better. And nobody yeah. hates the fire department. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no, no defund the fire department at all. <laughs> yeah, we the good guys, so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, so um, solid, applied for it, and um, it was a long process, like six months. Because I see you got to do your background check, you know, you got to do all these physical tests, got to go to the hospital, make sure you ain't got, you know, some some type of uh, issue with your heart, your lungs to where if you do all this stuff, you can possibly die, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. So, yeah, it took a while and then um, I passed these tests and then they had a couple of uh, mental aptitude tests and it was hard. I was like, rusty, roughest test I ever took. It was over math, science, man, it was over geography. Uh, certain situ- situational awareness. Yeah, I got man. on my knees and hallelujah if I passed that. <laughs> and after that, it was even harder. They had the um, CPAT, which is the physical agility test. Mm-hmm. Which is, mm-hmm. What did that That's where you got to wear a 75 uh, pound weight vest on you and you have to be on a stair climber for like a three minutes straight. Then you have to simulate, you know, all the firefighter, fire ground stuff, picking up heavy chainsaws, picking up ladders, uh, swinging, um, uh, swinging bass Stuff like that Just simulate Just you know Like if you're in a fire situation Whatever Crawling on your leg Through like a dark alley Or like a You know Boxes to simulate If you lost Or if you're in a fire A dark building Dark room And um, and then they got You pulling down Like you're pulling Roof down And stuff like that man At first I felt it Because you can only You need um, You had to pass Under 12 minutes At first I got like 14, 15 minutes And I was like I only did it once Because I wanted to see How I was Get a feel for it Because I've always Been in shape But that's, that's right. I, want, I, want, I, want, yeah, I want to see Where I stood Because mm-hmm. they gave us Like a month Two months to get in shape Get ready And they gave us Times you can go back I was like Nah I'm good I just want to see Where I'm at So once I found out I needed, you know, cut about four or five minutes off my time, I just ran some more, got a little stronger, you know, lifted, you know, more on a consistent basis, everything. And I came back, you know, and, um, the final day we had to take it, 
And um, I passed with, I think, like 10, 45. So I had like That's another legit. minute and 30, minute, you know, 45 to do it. And I was good. And then um, after that, they had to climb up uh, 100 feet in the air. They took the aerial, the ladder. That's the, uh, the truck with the, the ladder? ladder yeah, yeah, the ladder truck or either the truck, you know. Oh, oh hold on. You uh, had to climb how? 100 feet. See, that's so you're stuff. not in a box. You yeah. had to actually climb. Well, they the they, they, they make well, once you pass the test, they want to simulate more. Like so, first they put a mask on us, and then they blacked us out. Right. And then they made us crawl through like a little tunnel, you know, drain that's big enough for a person. Obviously, for like it was like probably 20 feet because they mm -hmm. wanted to simulate to see if you freak out. Right. Because when you on air, you're breathing it's a small air. Space. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. You gonna breathe when you breathe in air when you got your gear on? It's heavy. Mm -hmm. You're, when you breathe, yeah, when you, right, when you breathe, it's compressed air, so you have to force the air out. So you're, going, it's not like it just comes to you naturally, like you would just breathing like we are now. Right. So when you're tired and you got something that weighs seventy five, you know, fifty to hundred pounds on top of you, and you carrying maybe a ladder, tools, whatever, that 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 that's yeah, a lot of wear and tear on your body. That that will get you tired fast. Yeah. And then they had us climb the ladder too, because like I said, that's another situation. Are you when afraid you of heights? On? What's that? I said you had to gear on and everything. The ladder? Yeah. Yeah. You wear a ladder belt, of course, because obviously you know, they don't want you to fall and you kill yourself. So you wear a ladder belt. But they made us go all the way up to the ladder and then we had to lean back like that at the top. Just what? to simulate, yeah, just to simulate like, you know, we good and then climb down. <laughs> That's crazy. I, but I like stuff like that. I'm not afraid of heights. I like I like challenging stuff. <laughs> I don't know if I would have been able to do that one. Yeah, 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 a lot of people you know like that crazy, man. Like I'm like, I like but you're talking saying, about like when you lean back and do the like yeah, cross thing. Yeah, they oh, kinda of so like you trust. Trust your weight, your body weight, and everything. Man, yeah. So, and that's just beginning. Yeah. Then you had to go to academy, and academy was like, man, like, I I see why the military the way it is, man, because they they made a man out of me. I mean, I, I feel like academy? I was a little boy going to academy, boy. They they made a man of me six months. Six months. And it was during the hottest time of year, from March until September, October, and Ooh, it was literally like every damn good. day. It was like a hundred degrees outside. We were in gear, doing crazy stuff, man. Like doing Spartan three hundred. Which, if you want to get in shape, you, anybody needs what to What does that consist of? Run three miles, 300 push-ups, and 300 sit-ups, or 300 squats. All in a day or For PT. For, for so, so, oh, no, so it's like, like an hour. Yeah, like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Boy, if you want to get in shape, three miles. that will get you behind 300 push-ups. Or I mean, 300 sit-ups or 300 crunches. I mean, 300, I mean, sorry, 300 oh. crunches or either 300 uh, Hold squats. On. So it's three, squats. Three, three miles, yeah. 300 push ups. And then either 300 squats and or 300 either crunches. Either or so you 300 pick, squats yeah. or 300 squats. Yeah. You pick the squats or the, uh, or the sit ups. I'm doing the squats, or, man. Yeah. And that's crazy because I'm gonna I'm probably do the sit ups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's but that's crazy. You And that's that's the human mind. But you, you, go off of, you go off of what you feel yeah. is. And for you, it's yeah. your core. You like, oh, but I work on that gonna get hurt and so everything, dog. But me, I, yeah, I, but, but everybody would do it a little different. Like me, I like to run and get out the way because I got that stamina. So I would run my three miles first. Can you do a mile, 300 miles? Yeah, and some people, like, they would run like a mile and then yeah. get down, do 50 sit-ups and then uh, 50 uh, push-ups. But me, I like to get one thing out the way. So why everybody do that? I will run my three miles and then, you know, I'll get down, I'll do 50 push-ups or just say 25 push-ups. Then turn around, do 50 uh, squats or 50 sit-ups, and then do 50, I mean, another 25 so, yeah, push-ups. the hardest part is out the way. But I'm going to take a little segue, man. Yeah. Uh, what have you learned so far? Like, with all that stuff you just explained, man, like, what is a couple of things that you took away or the main thing that kind of, like, pressed in your mind? You From academy? Saying? From just everything, your experience in college uh, all the way up to this point. Um, more accountability. More responsibility. accountability. Yeah. Pride. Definitely take pride. Um, I definitely take pride in being a firefighter because one, I didn't earn it. It wasn't given to me. 
and um, damn near almost died going <laughs> become a fiver. So I take a lot of pride in being a fiver. I love the job, love the career. I want to do it for a very long time, and um, I don't take it for granted. Because one, you can die from it, mm-hmm. and two, like I said, um, I had to earn it. It wasn't given to me at all. I had to earn it. One hundred percent. The small things, you know, there's certain times like maybe um, I was wearing. I have you know, you wear black socks, but maybe one sock was different from the other, even though it's black or just. Don't that piss just, you off? Yeah, socks, it's bro. the smallest thing. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Smallest things, man. They just but, get on you. They pick on you. And they won't let you go. But you know what, though, yeah. bro? The one thing, though, and, and I get it. But the appreciation that yeah. comes from that is yeah. the details. Yeah, yeah. You pay the attention yeah. to the details. And I didn't understand it at first. I was like, "Why are y'all on my behind about this small stuff? Like, it don't matter." And then, like, you realize that small things can get you killed if yeah. you don't pay attention. Exactly. exactly. Or get somebody yeah. else killed. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I just hated it. They just Small things they get on you and they just pick on you the whole day. But you know, after a couple months, they came up to me. They're like, uh, "Lenore, you know, we'll leave. You know, you if you don't mess up, we are gonna leave you alone. You won't hear from us. But you mess up. That's like you mess up. We gonna be on you the whole day. We gonna be looking for you." And I'll be like, "It finally clicked. I don't know why I didn't think about it, but like it finally clicked." And I was like, "Dang, that's the truth." Like, <laughs> like because he literally right. came up to me he's like, "You know, like you've been doing good lately." But he says like, "The moment you mess up, we gonna be looking for you more and more." But if you don't mess up, you know, we're we going to go look for somebody right. else to mess up, man. I was like, yeah, man, it made a lot man, of that, sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it, does. <laughs> it does, bro. One thing I like about you that I'm, uh, two things, man, Ashley, sure. is your networking ability. Because you, this guy not scared to talk to nobody, but we'll be in the mall. <laughs> this man that scrap, uh, strike up a super long conversation with the attendant rep or the cashier or just a random person in the mall. And I always uh, like that about him, man, just like your networking abilities. And just can you speak to that briefly? Just like why networking is important because like, you know, like we said, we, we promote HBCUs, we promote college. Right. And when you go to college, sometimes you got to step, step outside your comfort zone because I'm naturally an introvert. Right. And whoever I'm speaking to, they probably like that. Maybe they think about going to college. Maybe they just leaving high school, whatever right. the case may be. But you got to network. You got to step outside of that. So can you speak to that? Oh, yeah. Because um, just talk about what you say. It's not always what you know. Sometimes it's who you know. Like I said, I'm very fortunate to know Dr. Yanku. She met you. I met you. I met mm-hmm. her through you. Or I met uh, you through her. Um, that's networking right there. Right, bro. The, the job she gave me, the possible career path. So it's just like, yeah, what you know plays a factor. But like I said, sometimes it's who you know. You can mm-hmm. get you into that job or get you that connection to maybe get you even more. You know, I met, you know, uh, Dr. D through Dr. Yanku too. So it's just like, it's a starting point. Yeah, you got to put in the work. Yeah, you got to see it through. But it's a starting point. 1,000%, bro. It's like going to college. Going to college or doing anything in life that's positive, maybe that, you know, something you're trying to better yourself in. It's a starting point. It gets you in the door, but you got to step through that door at the end of the day and be willing to take the chance, get uncomfortable, go through some growth or regrowth, you know, at the end. Because we're all a work in progress, but at the end of the day, you know, we all have our times and moments, but you got to be able to see it through. 1,000%. You got to have a vision. Like I said, you know, you ain't got to be perfect. I'm not perfect, but the vision, as long as you have the vision, that's a starting point. Yeah. And the goals to go along with it, too. Uh, secondly, man, I would say, too, um, you don't care much about what people think. Or I would say it like this. You don't care about impressing people. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? That's conversation last night. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm ready for this. No, I can, right, I can so, let me know. I'm ready to fire off when you All ready. right, bro. So, like, <laughs> let me explain that to me. I ain't even going to go into it. Explain yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Man. <laughs> so, what I mean by that, of course, self-presentation makes sense. You know, you got to be presentable, especially for certain situations. Like how I'm dressed now, I ain't gonna show up to no formal meeting. <laughs> no, right. no, no interview. Yeah, no interview to dress up like this. Yeah, I'd be crazy. I wouldn't step foot in. No, I'd be embarrassed to walk in the building like this. Right. For an interview, but um, <clears throat> what I mean by that is my self confidence, my self esteem, who I am as a person. I don't, 
I don't let that affect how I interact with people. I'm comfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. I don't need to wear Gucci, polo, all this expensive clothing, you know, Louis Vuitton, all this stuff that people do wear to impress people. I feel like my main motto of life is your tribe, your vibe uh, attracts your tribe. Yeah, energy means something. Yeah, I get it. How you present yourself means something too, but at the end of the day, I feel like the people who are meant to be in life, they're going to be in life, you know, and the people who aren't, yeah, it might be temporary, yeah, it might be seasonal, whatever you want to call it, but they're eventually going to leave. And sometimes that sucks. And maybe you wanted somebody, you know, you like that person here there, but that's life. But I feel like the people who have been in my life, because I have people who have been in my life since high school, you know, and I'm very blessed. And like I said, I'm at work all day. I work 24 hour shifts, sometimes four days. So when I get home, I'm so not trying to wear no jeans. Like, being if as I got you, yeah, I'm just trying to right, just wear right. some sweats, white tee, you know, just chill. Like, I'm trying to kick my feet up. Yeah, I work for 24 hours. <laughs> I ain't trying to just be like, man. But even before that, I mean, I've always just been a sweat guy and just, you know, shorts, whatever, because it's like, I just feel self-confident wherever I go. I don't have to do these things. I feel like who I am, how I speak, how I hold myself, how I walk, how I talk, what I have to offer a friend, a girlfriend, a wife, you know, anybody in this world, my looks, I mean, my looks play a factor, but how I dress does not, it's not the end all be all. I have more than just I have more underneath my skin than what's on the outside of my skin, right, if that right. makes sense. But of course, how you look, you know, if you may be out of shape or fat, muscular, that plays a factor, I get it. But once again, I feel like my knowledge, how I talk, how I walk, how I hold myself, right? that is not the, you know, that means more than somebody who's dressed up with wearing a hundred, you know, thousand dollar, you know, clothes, whatever, because you can look rich, but is your mindset rich? Right, you're a terrible person. Right, you can, you can dress like this, but you got a lot to offer the world or people or just anybody who walks this earth. So like I said, just because you look nice don't mean you a good person or have that mindset. You know, I can say that, what they always say, you know, these rich people out here, millionaires, billionaires, they're wearing everyday clothes. Well, you got these rappers. Right, man. You got these celebrities wearing all this Gucci, you know, all this expensive product, all this stuff, but yet they, they broke because they trying to impress people. They don't need to impress like I said, I feel like I don't need to impress people who aren't meant for me. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the people who are meant for me, they're meant to be in my life, and help me along this ride we all on. They don't care. Yeah, you, you know, you know, you might say something. You know, I say like, like you, you might maybe want to step your game a little. But I mean, that's that's just a friend, you know. Yeah. That's just being a genuine friend. Yeah, especially if you're going out somewhere nice. But at the end of the day, like, like I said, who's meant for you? I they, mean, I got the, the mustard stain shirt on. I'm like, come on, my man. You know what I'm saying? Come on, bro. Hey man, eat that joking, burger before joking, we came. I know. I looked down before we got like. I was like, damn, we're saying you good. Like, I know we're sure, but saying you good. I looked down. We said something. Nah, but um, I mean, I just feel like, like I said, the people who are meant for you, man, especially you, a good person, they, they don't. That stuff don't matter. Cause see, we we out here trying to help our families, right? Man. Create this generational wealth, man. Help our girl. Help our wife, man. Just. That, like that, that type of stuff is low vibrational stuff. I'm a segue, man. Like when you don't have a plan, you plan to fail, right? How in depth does a plan need to go? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you talked about a lot of goals, you talked about a lot of aspirations, right. things like that. How in depth does your plan and go? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you could just be like, I'm gonna eat healthier, right? Or I'm gonna make healthier choices, and it's like that's a plan. Don't get me right. wrong, but it's not a in depth plan. Right. It's not a specific plan. Right. So, what's your take on that? So, um, I break it down. Like you said, eat healthier. What you gonna eat? You know, is it gonna be fried? You gonna eat less fried food? And okay, if it's less fried food, what are you gonna do to replace that? Mm-hmm. And then obviously, you got a budget because you got healthy food that's expensive, or maybe you can maybe eat some more rice, some more beans, some stuff that's more affordable. Right. You know, gotta worry about your budget unless you just got all the money in the world. And it's how you gonna do it, when you gonna do it. You know, you're gonna eat, you eat 10 times a day, you're gonna cut down to three times a day, two times a day. 
You know, what you're looking for and your results you're looking for too. You're looking to lose weight. Maybe you're just looking to look better. Maybe you got a whole lot of acne. Maybe you're trying to cut down the acne, the grease, mm-hmm. the fried foods, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, there's the, like you said, there's the vision, but what is the ultimate end all be all today and how are you going to, what are the steps you're going to take to make it happen? Right, right. Like I said, anybody could talk it. Talk, anybody could talk to talk, but to walk to walk, that's something different. You know 1,000%. What I mean? Talk is cheap. Anybody could say something, but to you actual have a plan, have steps, what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, and the, the goal, the end goal. That's that's the part that takes some thinking about, and it takes like I said, like uh, the guy we were talking about last night, the Coach Hogan guy, you know, yeah, effort, time, and discipline. You gotta be consistent because you can put in effort for a day, two days, and then it's like, damn, I don't, you know, I ain't gonna do this for a week. Right. I don't but see if no you results. if you do the effort consistently, four or five, maybe six days a week, that's when you're gonna see the results. Yeah, it might suck, but you gotta start somewhere. Just like going to the gym. If you haven't been to the gym. In what year, six months, that first day, boy, you're gonna be like, man, it sucks. <laughs> I'm sore, I'm cramping, I, don't, I can barely walk. You know, right. I, you wake up, you, you're hurting all over, but you do that for a week straight. You're like, every day is a little easier, you know? I'm feeling this, like, damn, and then you keep it up. Like, man, I'm not sore no more, I'm good, like, you know? Like, I'm ready to keep going, you know? So you gotta start somewhere at the, end of, at the um, beginning of the day. I think you summed that up perfectly. Yeah, bro. man, 100%, yeah. bro, 100%, man. Thoughts, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think. Where you are in life, you at that re- you at that present point in life because your present dominating thoughts in the past, right? Right. Uh, whatever you was thinking about, if it was development, let's just say like graduating college, you wanted to get your degree. That was your present thought. That's how you got to that point. Right. Um, is that a true statement or not? Like, do you believe in that statement? And if so, uh, what do you get from it? Of course, I believe what you do today sets yourself up tomorrow, and that's whether it's something positive, something negative. Like I said, so say I leave here. And I get in a car <laughs> Okay, I gotta go to work tomorrow. And I was like, how am I gonna go to work? Or, you know, do I got the money to repair my car? How long is it gonna take? You know, do I have insurance? Cause what if I was to drive insurance? Right. Now I'm either gonna go to jail or get a fat ticket or something bad is gonna happen. You know, they, you know, certain things, you know, just lead up to each other. And it's like, damn, now I gotta miss work. And if I miss work, am I gonna get fired? Or now they gotta find somebody to cover me. And if I find somebody to cover me, maybe I gotta cover for them. And it's just like, you know, it's a spiring cycle. And it's 100%. just like, Man, what I what if I was planning to go out of town or go on a vacation next week? Now I can't do it. Now I got canceled that. And now the person I'm supposed to go, maybe they might be mad. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a never ending circle. It's like it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it just never ends. And you know what I mean? But it's just like simple stuff like that. I feel like a lot of people don't think about. You know, like yeah. I said, I'm very uh like I could say earlier, you know, when it comes to life changing decisions, um, I always try to, you know, step back, think about the pros, the cons, consequences, the reward, because like I said, like you know, have have critical thinking. That's for like I feel like a lot of people, especially our people in the black community. You know, a lot of us we just do that. Oh, do the thing based off our first emotion, first oh, yeah. reaction, impulse, and then get yeah, impulse or make radical decisions before you know. It's like, man, like why did I do that? Or I shouldn't have done that. I wouldn't be here. Do this, do that. But me, you know, of course, you know, just like purposely, like like say you uh you downtown walking late at night, and you maybe in an area where you know people drinking, smoking, whatever. You know, and you walk by or somebody walks by, you just step on your J's or either they might, you know, shoulder bump you. As a man, you can be like, what's up, man? Like, what you doing? Like, you on there? Like, come on, man, you ain't got to do all that. And then, but what if that person had a gun or weapon and they having a bad day or maybe they under the influence and they end up shooting you, hurting you, stabbing you, would do something, you know, to you to hurt you. You know, when you could just be like, man, whatever, like, or just, you know, just walk away from it, you know. That's the moments where it's like, man, I could have done something different, made a different decision there. You know, whatever. It doesn't even have to be that. It could just be like with anything in life, you know. But I, that's how I think. 
like I said, certain things not worth their energy. Right. You know, at the end of the day, but people don't think like that. I mean, like you think like that, it, a lot of things can be avoided. You know, critical thinking and self awareness will get you far. Hundred percent, man. That's uh, that's pretty much all I had. Like I said, man, I want to be cognizant of you guys' time. I appreciate you, James, for coming through, bro. <laughs> appreciate having me. You know what I'm saying? That was dope, yes, bro. We definitely got to have a part two for this, man. Yes, sir. Uh, what about you, E, man? You got anything to drop on them? Ah, <clears throat> man, I was listening, man. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it all in, like it's it's good to hear. You know, it's good to hear different perspectives from you know intellectual people. You know, like that. I, I dig that. Um. Uh, this has been Real Talk Podcast man Hopefully you guys Found something That you guys like about it Like, share, comment Tell a friend Tell a family member See us every Thursday man We post new episodes Every Thursday So tune in Next week man Catch this episode Continue to watch And peace This is Real Talk Podcast Real Talk Yes sir We appreciate you Giving us a listen If you like this episode And would like to engage With us or support Reach out through Our social media platforms Linked in the description Tune in every Thursday to check out new episodes. See you next week.